0: Welcome to Lakeside Church's Message Podcast. Our prayer is that you fall in love with Jesus, find a church, family, live in freedom, and be active in your purpose. Let's join the message already in progress. Amen, I'm excited. I'm excited about the Lord. Uh, We've covered a lot of different things about Jesus' life. I'll give you a little bit of the background. The Gospels are Jesus' historical records about what he did, what he said. We've covered his baptism, We covered him being in the desert, being tempted. We've covered um, how he called his disciples and how he called people to him. And today, I'm going to attempt to do something that is probably impossible, all right? It's probably impossible. I'm going to look at everything Jesus taught and try to give you a general idea of everything Jesus taught. I can't go through it. We'd be here for the rest of our lives going through all of Jesus' teaching everything taught. And I said, if I was going to take it all, how could we break it down and kind of the big takeaways Jesus was about? Because you can go through all of his teachings and there's a few themes that constantly keep coming up. Now, in some places, he'll go a little bit deeper with one theme. And in other places, he'll go a little bit deeper with another theme. But I believe that there's three themes that constantly came up. One of the themes, was, where's that other because this one's giving me trouble, somebody bring me, some. I got no patience for bad technology, amen, all right, so let's go in a little bit to the first one, faith, there's a little spot on your thing you can fill in, faith, that was the first thing he talked about, that which invokes trust, the state of believing on the basis or the reality of the reliability of the one who is trusted. So Jesus spoke a lot about faith. You hear a lot about faith, and that's a key part. We need to be people of faith. There's a verse that I want to give you. It's in Luke chapter 17, verses 5 through 6. It says, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like the grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Thank you very much, brother appreciate that. See, Jesus taught so much about faith that when the apostles, they sat around Jesus and they heard his teaching, they saw Jesus would do miracles, like somebody would be blind, and Jesus would heal their eyes, and he would like celebrate their faith. Somebody would be deaf, Jesus would heal their ears, and he would celebrate their faith. Somebody, there's a story about a woman who was bleeding for like 12 years, and we all know that was you know, really nasty probably back then, like 12 years of bleeding and it was just coming out and it was gross and it was like a lot of blood and they didn't have hospitals and they didn't have bandages and it was just really for a long time and this lady comes up to Jesus, like she had to feel gross. And she comes up to Jesus and she gets clean and Jesus celebrated her faith. Jesus was all about people's faith, like he, and the apostles saw this and they were like, well, God, increase my faith because I obviously don't have enough. Like, he, 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 God celebrated faith. And the apostles said, give us more. And sometimes we're like that. Like, we trust God, but if we really spend around enough time around him, we should be like those apostles. God, increase our faith. Like, I know that you're God, but, like, right now I, I, I need some help. And, you know, that in itself is a prayer of faith. That in itself is a sign of faith. And Jesus says something that is just outlandish, he said, if you had faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the seed, and it would obey you. See, faith is always for right now, like the current moment. Faith gives you access to what God has for you and allows it to come from wherever it is to here now. Faith, when you, when you, when you activate your faith, you get to pull on and draw from God. It's kind of like your debit card. If you got a debit card, if you use one of those things, you take it, you put it in the ATM, you push some buttons, and if there's money in there, money can come out. Well, God always has enough, and our faith is what gives us the, it's like the pin number to receive from God for today. And the next thing we're going to talk about is hope. And I want to make a little bit of difference between hope and faith. is to look forward to something with the implication of confidence to expect. See, hope is different than faith. And and I want you to see this. Jesus talks about faith and he celebrates it at the point the miracle happens. The lady's bleeding. She comes to Jesus. She gets healed. He says, good job, you have faith. The man is blind. He comes to Jesus. He says, be it according to your faith right now. He gets healed now. Hope is different. Hope is for the future. And what happens is is we need to have faith for today, and we need to have hope for tomorrow. There's a little uh, scripture I put in there in the book of Luke, chapter 24. It says, and then he asked them. This is Jesus. Jesus comes up. The background here is, is Jesus died on the cross. He rose again. And he sees these two disciples walking down a road. And as these two guys are walking down a road, Jesus appears to them. And they don't recognize him. They don't really even know that he's risen from the dead yet. And he asked them, he says, what is this dispute that you're having with each other as you're walking? These two guys were arguing. Jesus' disciples are arguing. Jesus says, what are you arguing about? It says, they stopped walking and they looked discouraged. Then the one named Cleopas answered him and said, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know what has happened about these things in these days? And Jesus said, what things? So they said, the things about Jesus of Nazareth. So they're telling Jesus about Jesus. They don't even recognize him. He was a prophet. He was powerful in action and speech before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and our leaders handed him over and sentenced him to death, and then they crucified him. It says, verse 21, but we were hoping that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it's been three days since these things happened. See, these disciples, and in fact the whole Jewish nation, they had hope in a Messiah, hope for tomorrow. Faith, God, I need you to work today. Hope, I know tomorrow is going to be better. And as believers, we need to be people that have faith that we can receive from God today. But when it doesn't work out the way we think it should, we have hope for tomorrow. See, these people didn't understand that the Messiah had to be crucified. They thought that the Messiah was going to be like their past messiahs that he was going to come in and and take the nation of Israel and do what past kings had done, like win victories and go to war. They were, they were sons of David. You know, they, wanted, they wanted another David. Remember David and Goliath? They wanted a, a, a warrior king that was going to go out there and fight this battle and kick the Romans out. They didn't want a crucified king. It didn't happen the way they wanted it to happen. But sometimes that's the way God is. He, he doesn't work the way we want him to work. So hope is for tomorrow tomorrow. Faith is for today. The last thing I want to get to, and, and then I'm going to try to tie them all together, is this idea of love. Love. Love means you take pleasure in or, or you have a warm regard or interest in another. Like if you love someone, they should, you, you should like them, it should warm your heart. You know, if, if you say, Well, I love them, but I don't like them, you're lying. I mean, that's not true. Like, either you love them or you don't. Like, you could say, yeah, I love them, but I don't like them. Not true. And, and, and sometimes I've been guilty of, of feeling that way, you know. But, but God wants us to actually care about people the way he cares about them. And, and this verse is in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verses thirty through 34 through 40. It said, when the Pharisees had heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them a lawyer asked him a question to test him and he said teacher what is the greatest commandment in the law and he said to him you shall love the lord your god with all of your heart with all of your soul and with all of your mind this is the great and first commandment and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets so faith is for today hope is for tomorrow and love is the way that we live. And it's my, my my conjecture, my idea, that everything that Jesus taught is centered around these three things. And that we need to be people that have faith, people that are, are full of hope, and that people that walk in love. So how does this work out in our lives? Well, in my life, I was thinking this morning about a time, you know, my mother was very instrumental in me coming to Christ. Like She was the one, as I was backslidden, and I was rebellious, and I was going like out on my own and hooked on drugs and... And being just crazy, my mom had faith for me. And how she activated her faith is she would pray for me every day. How she acted her, activated her faith is some days she dragged me to church. She said, "You need to come here and go to church." That was her faith. Now all those days that she did that didn't there, there were some of those days I didn't change, like I was still wild but she would continue to activate her faith and pray for me. She continued to encourage me and talk to me about Jesus. That was her act of faith in those days. She saw me come in, and I was messed up, and I looked crazy, and I was telling her I was an atheist, and I didn't believe in God, and the Bible was stupid. Her faith was to continue to be, tell me about Jesus. Her hope, and she would tell me this, she'd look at me, and I'd say, I'm an atheist, I don't believe any of that garbage. Her hope was in the Lord. Because she would say, God told me my family is going to be saved, Chris. You're going to be saved. And I'd be like, well, you probably heard wrong because I'm not saved, and I think that's stupid. So her faith would be what she did that day, but her hope was, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I hold on to hope that one day my family will be saved. Like she took a promise from the Lord and made it her own for her family. She felt that God had spoken something specifically to her. For her family, for her husband, and her kids. And she said, no, you will be saved. I feel God told me that. And she held out in hope. Did it matter what it looked like that day? Did it matter what I said that day? Didn't matter how I acted that day? Didn't matter what I told her was. I was an atheist. She held on to hope. And love was the way she treated me. I knew my mother loved me. I knew my mother would give her life for me. I knew my mother was there for me. Now, was she always perfect? My mother was not, but she was very loving. And in fact, when I came to Christ, it was because of all those seeds that she's planted and that even though I told her her religion was stupid and I told her that what she thought was dumb and that it didn't make any sense and it didn't logically add up, she never gave up and she never treated me poorly. She never never did anything but love me. And it's my idea that no matter what you're going through, if you can be a person that has faith for today, hope for tomorrow, and you can walk in love, that you'll make it through. And I think that's what Jesus talked about, is that, is, is that you, you have faith, you have hope, and you have love. How it worked for me, like, and I said, well, how, what example can Chris say? Well, so I get saved, I become a Christian. And I get involved in church, and I became a youth pastor, and I became... like like super on fire for God. And then my mom goes in to get a surgery. And they said, you know, you have some stomach issues. We're going to take out about, you know, that much of your intestine. Well, when they went in there, it was worse than they thought, so they took out about that much, maybe like five, six times as much as they originally planned. thing was is that she wasn't strong enough for that surgery. So when she came out, She came out. She was fine. We looked. We talked. We said, oh, you're going to be great. The next day, she went into a coma. She spent the next three, four months in a coma. And so now here I am walking with the Lord. My mother, who I always loved, is in a coma. We're going every day up to the hospital to try to see her. You know, my dad, he spent like four months standing by her side in 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 the worst part of ICU. And she's in a coma. We're praying for her. We bring, like, the pastors from the church to come pray for her. We got people that we know praying for her. We're going there. Every day we're praying for her. So our faith was, hey, I'm going to pray for her. Our faith said, well, what does the scripture say? Call for the elders of the church and have them anoint her with oil and pray. So we said, pastor, would you come pray? And so we invited the pastor over, and he prayed. She was so bad that the pastor told us after the fact, he said, man, when I prayed for her, I'm pretty sure she was going to die. You know, like, he was like, I I mean, I'll do this, but, like, she she was wasting away. She couldn't talk. She was was just done. Tubes everywhere. But that was our faith. Well, how did hope happen? Hope happened, I remember there was this one day, and I, I got out of the car, and I can remember getting out of the car, and you ever been mad at God? Just wait. If you haven't been mad at God, you will, and he could take it. And I remember, like, getting really angry because there was, like, no reason for this. It's like she didn't, she wasn't in sin, you know, like, we want there to be a reason for bad things to happen, right? Like, we want her to be in, like, maybe she was in sin and God had to teach her a lesson. No, this just happened. She got sick. Doctor did a surgery they probably shouldn't have done. Took out more than they probably should have took out. She wasn't healthy enough for that. And I remember getting out of the car and just getting angry. And I said, God... If you take my mother from me, and I it was about to get bad, but all of a sudden hope came in. I said, I'll still serve you. I'll still serve you. If you take my mother from me, I'll still serve you. I still hope that somehow this will work out. A few months pass. She got better. You've seen her here at church. She was healed. She came out of the coma. Doctors were amazed. The people that prayed for her were amazed. Like, she came out, and she, she was healthy. That was, that was the hope. My, the hope is, I don't care what happens today. I know, God, you've got tomorrow. I know you've got tomorrow, God. If she dies, God, you have a plan. I don't know what it is. I may think it's stupid, and it may make me mad, but, God, I trust you enough that no matter what happens today, no matter how bad today gets there's a good tomorrow, and I hope in that. Faith meant I'm still going to pray. I'm not trying to make today bad. I'm not trying to make today worse. Hope is for tomorrow, and love was the way that I could look at God and be like, God, I love you. I know you trust. I trust you. I think this is crazy. It doesn't make any sense, but God, I love you, and God, I trust you, and God, I'm, I'm going to um, continue to serve you, and my my prayer for you guys, like, I, th- I think this is the sum of Jesus's message. I think if you get into what Jesus talked about and you look at all the different sayings and all the different teachings, it comes down to God trying to increase your faith, give you a little bit of hope, or teaching you to love people a little bit better. And I thought about the different situations that you might go through. Like, I thought about, well, what are people going through? You might have an issue in your marriage today. It's going to take faith, hope, and love. How do you activate your faith? Well, one thing you can do is ask for prayer. Do you know that getting prayer is a sign of your faith? Because you're like, God, I believe that prayer works. And it's saying, would you pray for me? How do you activate your hope? Your hope is, no matter how bad it looks right now, I have hope that tomorrow is going to be better. I know that tomorrow it's going to work out, and no matter how bad this fight is or how painful this moment is, and, and man, we got to go through this, and I don't like it, but I know it's going to pay off for tomorrow. And love, that's the way you respond to the Lord doing it. Because sometimes going through stuff is painful, and you want to get angry, but your love is you're just like, well, God, I love you anyway. I don't like this. But I love you and, and you treat your spouse with love and you treat your kids with love and you and you try to walk in love having warm regard and affection for another. Maybe you have a financial situation. Maybe your finances I mean none of us probably are financially where we wanna be, right? Wouldn't it be good just to be a little more? For the guy in here that's making ten thousand a year, he wants to make twenty. Person making twenty wants to make forty. The person making forty wants to make eighty. Somebody in here making hundred thousand dollars a year. You want to make one hundred and twenty-five. You're know, like, we always want to make. If we had just a little bit more, it would be better. Well, maybe you're financially struggling. Well, what's? How does faith look at that moment? Maybe God has spoken to you to support a missionary, and you're looking at your budget and you're saying, Well, I can't do this. I can't support this missionary and pay my bills. Maybe faith says. You support the missionary and cancel your Hulu. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe that's how faith works. You say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to cancel my Netflix. I'm not going to finish that season of The Office or whatever you're watching. No, I'm going to let it go because God has told me to, to sponsor this missionary in another country. And maybe hope is you keep looking for that next job. You hope, well, there's a better job out there. Maybe there's a promotion or or, or maybe there, there's a, a side hustle you can do. You got maybe like, I hope there's something else out there. I'm going to I'm become a realtor. You know, I'm, I don't know what you're doing, but you're, you're looking for something else. You're not giving up. And love means you don't get a bad attitude about it. You don't get upset with God. Like, I had to cancel my Hulu to support this missionary. You owe me, God. I'm over here suffering. You know, I can't even watch... You know, I had to downgrade my internet from 100 down to 60. Things are buffering. I can, you know, look at this. I'm, I'm here over here. I'm in the trenches, Lord. But you rejoice in it. You treat them well. Maybe you have a problem at work with your boss. Maybe that's you. Your faith is you go to work and you do your best even when he or she is a jerk. That's your act of faith. God, You and that's saying basically, God, I'm not going to gossip about him or her. I'm not going to turn the other employees around. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. That's an act of faith, and it might be an act of love. Your hope is, God, I hope I get a promotion. (laughs) I hope somebody sees this, or I hope, Somebody finds my LinkedIn account and offers me a better job. Or I hope. See, hope is not wishing. I want you to do that. See, Christians, we're good at wishing, but we're bad at hope. Hope is not, I just wish it would get better. Hope is an expectation. Like, my hope is in this. And then hope even says, and even if I don't get a good job, I hope I learn whatever I'm supposed to learn by being here. Or I hope God uses me. Maybe God won't put me in a situation that I don't like for somebody else. Maybe I'm not here just for myself. Maybe I'm here for my coworker. Hope gives you joy in the midst of a bad time. I hope. Hebrews 11.1. It says, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for. The proof of what is not yet seen. It's kind of what I'm talking about. Faith takes the reality of what you hope for and brings it into today. Some of you might be really good at hope, but you have really crappy faith. You don't believe your situation can change, and God doesn't want that. He wants you to know that, you know, your situation can sometimes change in an instant. It might be today. Some people, in fact, as I was praying about today and, and going this morning, I feel like there's somebody that, that you've been almost like you felt like you're in chains. And you know what God can set you free in an instant? God can set you free in an instant. There's some people that that God wants to set free today. In fact, I was praying, and I feel that there's a couple that you may have come in here arguing. You may have come in here with um Some stuff. You ever get in a good fight on the way to church? That's why we don't drive together. Because <laughs> that is the best time to fight when you're on the way to church. You know, that's why we take separate cars. We're, get that, devil, get behind me. You know what I'm saying? But somebody, you might have come in here in an argument, and God wants to bring some restoration to that. And that's what faith does. Faith says, God, today I believe you can fix what's broken. Some of you have faith for today, but maybe you've given up hope. And God wants you to keep hope. A couple other things I want to say is on top of every mountain that God brings you to is a cross. And what do I mean by that? Jesus, do you know that Jesus' greatest victory came through the cross? Think about that. Jesus' biggest accomplishment was dying on a cross. That doesn't seem very victorious. His biggest accomplishment, the time he showed the greatest strength, was when he let another bind his arms. When he let another person, when when he let his arm sit there and let the nail go through and didn't move it. I don't know about you, but if you're trying to hammer my arm in, it's gonna be all about this. You ain't getting it done. I'm gonna be fighting. It's gonna be hard. I mean, da, da, da. don't, I mean. This can be anything I can do to get off of a cross. Anything I can do to get away from you. And Jesus, with all the power in the universe, when he showed his greatest strength was when he let himself be taken by another. His greatest glory came when they ripped his clothes off and left him there naked. I don't want to see none of y'all naked. And you don't want to see me naked. That's embarrassing. His greatest glory came at his weakest, most humble point. And what I'm telling you is is, is a way of faith, hope, and love will often bring you to a place where you're going to your own cross. And that's what Jesus said. If you don't pick up your cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. You're dealing with your kids. You might have a cross situation where it feels like you're dying to yourself in order to love them the way they need to be loved. You're dealing with a crazy boss. It might be a cross situation where you're dying to yourself in order to see this. You're dealing with a financial situation. Whatever you're dealing with, there's usually a cross before there's a victory. Faith, hope, and love often wind up taking us to the cross. And so I put this on here, and you can fill this out now, or you can fill it out later. But I'm going to do it for myself real quick. My mountain is my back. All right, if you, for those of you who don't know, I have a back issue. I meet tomorrow at 1 o'clock. This is how I would fill this out. So what am I doing? My faith is I'm getting prayer. I'm getting lots of prayer. I'm asking people for prayer. In fact, our brother back here, I asked him on the way out. I said, hey, can you pray for my back? He said, I prayed for you last week. And I'm like, it still hurts, so pray again. It's, you didn't do a good job. Do it again. Pray more. But you know what? That's humbling. We don't like to do that. You you know why? Because we don't believe prayer works. We'll ask once, and when it doesn't work, we're like, "Ah, whatever, I didn't think it was going to work anyway. It's humbling to ask for prayer more than once. Also, going to the doctor. That's an act of faith, because I don't like doctors. Nothing against doctors. If you're a doctor, God bless you. But you know, I, I prefer not to see you. That's just how I am. And then rest. For me, rest is hard because I like to work. So that's how I'm activating my faith. By faith, that's what I'll do. By hope, or in hope, you can put the next one up there. I'm going to be grateful for what I have. I was walking through. I was limping around with my wife at World Market doing this. And I couldn't hold the baby, and it was making me embarrassed because my wife is holding the baby, and I look like a punk because she's carrying the baby in in the thing. And I sat there and I said, you know what? I bet there's plenty of people that would be happy to be able to limp around like this. That would be happy to be able to at least move their legs. Stop whining. So by hope, I'll be grateful for what I have. I'll serve God no matter what happens. And then I'm going to remember that he's going to restore all things. That's the cool part about hope. If the worst case scenario happens. They do surgery and they cut my spine and I'm in a wheelchair. And I'm not hoping that, I'm not speaking that, but the worst case scenario, if that happens, I'll still serve God. And I'll know that one day I'll walk again because Christ is coming back for the living and the dead. And one day at the restoration of all things, I will be whole. Now I have more faith than that and I believe that's not going to happen. But even if it did, I know he will restore all things. And through love, or in love, I will spend time with Jesus, thank, appreciate my wife, my family, and the church. I appreciate you guys. I got people. I don't like not being able to help, and I appreciate it. And my wife has been awesome. She's like, stop, put that down. And as a man, that's embarrassing. As a man, I'm like, but I'm the guy. I'm supposed to carry stuff. No, rest. And I appreciate so thank you, Emmerich, for allowing me to do that. Think about your mountain. I gave you an example. Your mountain. Close your eyes for a second. What's your mountain? How are you going to show faith? What is your hope? How will you show love? How is it going to be practical for you tomorrow? What are you facing that you need God and how are you going to demonstrate your faith, walk in hope, and show love? I think this is about as practical as it can get. Now, right now, we're closing up the service. I do believe that as our prayer teams make their way up here, prayer teams come up, I believe there's some people that Part of your faith might be receiving prayer right now. You might be challenged by the Spirit of God to receive prayer for your mountain, for your issue. I don't know what it is. It could be big or small. It doesn't matter. If you're having trouble in your marriage, come get prayer. If you're having trouble with your health, come get prayer. If you're having trouble with your finances, come get prayer. If you're having trouble with your children, come get prayer. That might be what God is challenging you to do. As we close the service right now, you can do one of three things. You can sit and worship with us. You can come and get prayer. Or you can make your way out. And we'll see you again next week. And you can have a blessed week. But as soon as I put this microphone down, I'm going to invite you all to stand real quick. Stand with me. God, I pray you bless this group of people. I pray that by, with faith, hope, and love, they would do great things, that they would move mountains in their lives. God, that no matter what they're struggling with, God, the chains would break off and, and, and the good would come. I pray for the people in here that are, think that they might need prayer but might be a little bit afraid to ask somebody for prayer. I pray you'd give them courage the people that were without hope, I pray you'd give them hope, and for the people that are having a hard time loving, I pray you'd help them love. In fact, if you're here today, and maybe your mountain is bitterness, maybe you have anger with somebody, and I think there is, I really think there's somebody in here, you might be bitter, come up and let them pray for you. That could be your act of faith in order to deal with some of that bitterness. Hey, guys, I'm Bob.